Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Pop the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink. Because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hi, friends. How's it going? I am so happy that we have this time to just like chat and I guess just chat. That's really it. But like I I need this. I look forward to this every week. I know. It's so lovely. And I'm so happy. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like my video messenger with a lot of like my family members and friends has started getting really bad. But for some reason, this like always pulls through. So hopefully it continues working. I feel the same way. My Wi-Fi has been so difficult. We even just had to get Steven in here before we started to plug in an Ethernet cable to my laptop because Skylar's video was getting like super grainy. So I, I is that just because everyone's on Wi-Fi? I'm, I don't understand I th- how internet works. I think so. I don't know. I don't really know how internet works either. But <laughs> maybe maybe someone can educate us down in the comments. Yeah. I, I'm sure. You know, if Steven was your co-host, he would know how internet works. Well, I'm, I'm just, really glad I'm that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Steven. No shade. Little bit of shade. Um, but today we are going to talk about our hobbies and we each have five. So we'll go back and forth. And then at the end, um, I asked on Instagram if you guys wanted to let us know what your hobbies were. And I'm going to read off some of those at the end. So if any of you guys are watching or listening and are looking for a new fun hobby during this difficult time, uh, maybe you can try out one of those ideas. But I'm very excited. I'm so excited. I I feel like since we're not together, I have like no premonitions about what yours are going to be or what like the viewers are that you're going to share at the end. I don't know what your hot take is. I'm excited. I have two guesses for your uh, hobbies just because I feel like you have very traditional hobbies and my hobbies are like a little like weird. Um, I think our hobbies are weird in different ways. (laughs) I feel like my hobbies are like a little granola. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I feel like when I post about my hobbies, I get a lot of DMs from like older people. Being like, oh, I've been into this hobby for so many years. And then young people are like, oh, I I never thought to do that. (laughs) Whereas I I feel like yours are like, yours are different because I feel like they aren't stereotypical for women in their early 20s. 
But I also feel like some of your hobbies are very like Pinterestable. So they're like fun to share and fun to document and fun to like talk about. And like, I don't know. I don't know if mine fall into that category. I think maybe a couple of them do. Um, but before we get into all that, Skylar, what you drinking? I am drinking an iced chai oat milk latte. What are you Ooh. drinking? I am drinking some kombucha, or as Stephen likes to call it, and everyone else likes to call it kombucha. Stephen got on me today for calling it kombucha. He was like, "You can't call it kombucha. It may, you like you can't just shorten every word." I'm like, "I'm from California. That's what we do. We just shorten ever, words." Have you ever seen Schitt's Creek? I forgot if you've watched that. I watched two episodes because everyone talks about it, and I found it almost unwatchable, which maybe that should be my hunting. <gasps> wow, tea. But I only watched two episodes, and I know there are so many shows that like take a while to get into it. But after those two episodes, I was I don't even think I finished the second episode, actually. It was like an episode and a half. Wow. I was like, you know what? I just... just kind of unwatchable. <laughs> I completely disagree i think schitt's creek is a fantastic show so i think we should fight about it um let's but I, do it <laughs> put them up, put them I, up. <laughs> that's my hobby fighting fight fighting club <laughs> wow love Actually, that for our friendship <laughs> speaking of weird hobbies that i have um we, we talked about starting this podcast with like hobbies that we had as a kid mm-hmm. and us joking about fighting just like spurred a memory that oh, when I, know I was what you're gonna say when I was on my soccer team in middle school and high school I was on like the same club team for like eight years we had an annual sleepover in which we would play fight club so we would set up a ring of like bean bags and blankets and pillows and we would wrestle no punching no hair pulling no scratching but we would wrestle and I was pretty good at it so I guess fighting kind of used to be my hobby, but only annually, consensually at the soccer sleepover. You know, the closest thing I got to that when I was in mm-hmm. high school, massage trains with the drama club. <laughs> I also did massage trains with the drama club. And uh, I would say different vibe than fight club with the soccer team. Yeah, definitely a different vibe. But you know what? I love that for you. If it sparked joy in your life, then that's all that really matters. It it definitely sparked joy. I think if I was born male, I absolutely would have gotten into like fighting or wrestling or something. And it's not because I'm like an aggressive person. I think I just really enjoy like getting fighting? that energy out. <laughs> you could be like... Consensually. I, mean, I think... I mean, I'm sure you agree. I think that women can obviously do that too. But the first bo- woman that comes to my mind is Tammy from The Bachelor. How she was like, <laughs> I was on the men's varsity wrestling team and I was like the all-time champion or whatever. And I was like, kudos to you, girl. See, but then when co- they did the pillow fight challenge, they were like, Tammy, you're too much. <laughs> that would have been me. I would have been Tammy. But the thing is, like, I don't, of course women can do those things, but I do think that your people are less likely to put girls into those things as a kid Mm -hmm. so like or maybe not I don't know maybe it just depends but I feel like my parents were like wow you have so much energy let's put you into sports and theater and these are good outlets for you um but I'm getting totally distracted um what's your hot take my hot take and I feel like you might agree with me but you might just be at like a different a different level of agreeance so it's kind of a two-parter 
So the first part is that I think the Dixie Chicks are the best girl group of all time. Like better than the Spice Girls, better than Destiny's Child, better than Fifth Harmony, better like any of those groups are just inferior to the to the Dixie Chicks. I'm going to say I'm not maybe going to agree that far, but I will agree Dixie Chicks, one of the best girl groups of all time. And then my second part is that I think that they should have their own jukebox musical. Oh, oh my gosh. How has this never come up until now? Like Mamma Mia, but instead of ABBA, it's the Dixie Chicks. Are you kidding me? Write it. (laughs) Please. I just, yeah. So that's my hot take. I think that the Dixie Chicks are underrated and I think that they're the superior girl group. Favorite Dixie Chicks song? Oh, I can't do that. Okay, top couple. <laughs> top Ooh. handful. Uh, I love Goodbye Earl. Like, I mm-hmm. just, I love, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely one of their more violent songs. <laughs> but it just, it just, it sparks joy for me. Um, also, Cowboy Take Me Away. Oh, Cowboy know. Take Me Away is such a bop. Wide Open Spaces. I'm, last, I'm listing all their, like, biggest hits but I feel like they're their biggest hits for a reason they're just so good agree Ugh. what's your hot take um oh, I thought you were gonna ask me what my favorite Dixie Chick song was I was what's ready your favorite Dixie are you gonna say traveling soldier yes it's traveling soldier <laughs> it's so good it's so I just, good it's it's one of their only songs that I like cannot relate to at all same but I just it's so beautiful and I just love it it's so good okay sorry um my hot take and I I would say mine's like a little bit serious, but like not like super, super serious. I'm excited. My hot take is that YouTubers, not even just YouTubers, I would venture to say anyone who's had any level of success in their career needs to acknowledge that there is a huge element of luck that makes that happen. And I'm not saying you didn't work hard because I know I worked really hard to get to where I am, but there's also a huge amount of luck that goes into it. And I'm sure, I am certain that there are so many really small YouTubers out there who are better YouTubers than me. They're better on camera. They're better at editing. They're better at video ideas. They're funnier than me. And they will never have, some of them will never get to have like big success just because of luck. And I and everyone else who has any sort of following on social media or I, I honestly would venture to say at least anyone in the entertainment industry had a huge element of luck. And when I was a smaller YouTuber and I was going to all of these conventions and hearing all these big YouTubers talk on stage about what it takes to be successful, none of them ever mentioned luck. And I get it because we want to be able to say like, I worked hard to get here, which you did. You absolutely did. But also like there is such an element of luck that's so out of our control. And I think it makes people who are working really hard and are doing everything right, but just never get that lucky break. It makes them feel like they're not doing enough. And so I wish that we could more, I think we should more openly talk about the element of luck that goes into success. I mean, I agree. I think I would even extend that past like 
people who are on camera. I think that's true for the entertainment industry as a whole, whether you're a director or a DP or a lighting designer or scenic designer, whatever. And then I also think that that could be pushed even farther to like outside of the entertainment industry. I think there are some jobs that it very much is based on your credentials, but I think that there are a lot of careers out there that, I mean, even if you're just talking about like artists who work in different mediums or anything, I think luck is kind of important in all aspects of life. And I do, I agree that it should be talked about more. I think maybe the reason why it isn't is because luck isn't something tangible that you can work towards. So I feel like it might be redundant to, I think it's important to acknowledge, hey, I got lucky, but I also worked hard. But I think it's hard to say, hey, I got lucky. Here's hoping you can too. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think I think you're right. That's a very good point. If I had been at those YouTube panels and they had said, "Well, we all got lucky. Fingers cross your fingers at night," like well, that. W- on my notes, okay, get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's like, "What is this note about?" <laughs> He's all, "Excuse me, <laughs> get lucky." <laughs> I mean. And I think I think there's two different elements, one of which we do tend to talk about more, and I'm glad about that. I think there's luck and then there's privilege, and I do mm-hmm. think those two things can be acknowledged in different ways. Like, I got lucky in that a video went viral that was about fashion, and I'm very passionate about, like, fashion and body positivity, but I also had privilege in that... I was able to go to school and I was able to start a YouTube channel in my off time and my parents loaned me some money to buy Final Cut Pro so I could edit and I had a computer that my parents had given me and that those were huge privileges that not everyone has and so I think we should acknowledge privilege in success and acknowledge luck and I think we've started to get to a point where people acknowledge privilege more but I don't think the luck aspect has happened yet but maybe it's because like you said it's like well can't control it yeah I mean I completely agree with that and I think I think maybe potentially the reason why privilege has been starting to come up more in conversation is because there are things that we can do to help people who are struggling or who are less fortunate um I mean we can obviously like donate to them and we can offer supplies and resources whereas again luck is just kind of this like intangible thing But I love that hot take. I mean, I agree. I was thinking about that about 30 minutes before we started podcasting. I had a different hot take, which I was going to save for next week, but I guess I'll just say it now. And that's that. (gasps) Do it. That's that Teen Beach movie is underrated. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I will agree to that. I think that Teen Beach Movie has never been super on my radar. I think that when it came out, we were too old for that demographic. And so I remember it coming out. And I remember like one or two songs from it. I I remember we would like. (laughs) Do you remember the song we used to sing? Yes. It's the. I, I know what boys like. Yeah, it's, Is the, that what uh, it's called? the boys like girls like me. And we would sing that and replace the lyrics to be yes. wildly inappropriate. And it was fun. Well, and then also they have like the good like snapping choreography, I remember. Uh-huh. And it's like, I feel, I feel like if Teen Beach Movie had come out kind of in the slot that High School Musical came out, I would be equally obsessed with Teen Beach Movie. And I here's feel the like thing. 
I oh, rewatched Teen Beach movie maybe three or four weeks ago. Or I guess it was more like five weeks ago because it was before I moved. But I was like very impressed with A, that the acting was actually pretty good. The mm-hmm. music was fun and it was incredibly self-aware because it came out yes. after the era of High School Musical and Camp Rock, kind of around the same time as like Lemonade Mouth, which I would say those three movies are not self-aware at all. And Teen Beach Movie was like, we're gonna like really lean into the trope. It's like the Bachelor in Paradise of Disney movies. I mean, I think that's the perfect analogy. I also, I have a confession to make to you. And I can't believe I'm doing this on the podcast. I have never seen Camp Rock. What? I Like, I know This Is Me by Demi Lovato. And like, we, you and I used to sing it all the time together. I have never seen Camp Rock. Skyler, <laughs> and I have s- no excuse because now it's on Disney Plus. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I rewatched Camp Rock. It was over a year ago. Does not hold up. It's not that good. Yeah, like it's 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 cringy and the acting is really bad. And I I have I love it because I have nostalgia for it. But if you haven't seen it, I think like, you're gonna I don't like have any nostalgia for it. Yeah, I'm, you're gonna like the Jonas Brothers hair and like the Jonas Brothers song in it. But other than that, like, I just not that their hair it. specifically. It's I like fantastic. the meme where they're like walking up to the camp and they're like, "Bum bum bum, Camp Rock." That's and they're from like clapping. Camp Rock too. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't even know there was a sequel, so I'm really just a fraud. It's also not very good. But we I discussed think- that I was never really into the Jonas Brothers. I just. That's why, like, I always say Kevin's my favorite. Or not Kevin. I thought you said Frankie. Frankie. I forgot his name. <laughs> Did I you know? know? Everyone's going to drag me in the comments for saying I love the Dixie Chicks and not the Jonas Brothers. Because I know, like, on a scale. You know our demographic. But I just, like, I don't know. I feel like I always liked older men. <laughs> I feel like I feel, Yeah. Like it, I liked. Oh, liked this Mr. is a hot Chaser. Take. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> And everyone on TikTok hates him. <laughs> they do. I love it. Wait. I love okay. it too. But. Did you know that the Jonas Brothers had an entire show on Disney Channel that is on Disney Plus? What? It's called Jonas. And then season two is called Jonas LA. And I rewatched it all five weeks ago. During the recovery of my miscarriage, I watched a lot of throwbacks. So I watched the entirety of Jonas. Stephen watched most of it with me. Again, Was it good? No, it's awful, but I loved it. It's zero horrible. out of ten. Sierra would not recommend. No, I highly recommend for ironic oh. enjoyment. Okay, you know how so that's like, where we're at. There's like truly bad movies. There's good movies, yes. and then there's movies that you ironically enjoy. Mm-hmm. I ironically enjoyed Jonas a lot. Wow, I just <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted that to you. I feel I know. like that's been really pent up in our friendship for a long time. So there we go. So do we, how do we move on from this? I feel like we need to make plans to watch Camp Rock together. I mean, we could do... What if we did a live know. watch party again in the Confident and Kind Facebook group? Like we did with oh, the Cinderella Oh, that would be story. really fun. Oh, that'd be so fun. I'm into that. We should totally do that. Oh, let's text after this and find a, a day that yes. works. That'd be super Absolutely. Fun. Also, if you don't know, because I know some people don't listen to like every single episode, and I think we only mentioned it in one, there is a Confident and Kind Facebook page that Sierra yes. created that's like a positive space on the internet for body positivity and just like uplifting sisterhood. And it's awesome. 
so yeah it's been fun so if you want to join it i'll link it in the description and we did a live watch party of a cinderella story that was very fun so i think camp rock would be fantastic um we are already 20 minutes in and i could yet to talk about a hobby i could just talk about everything with you for hours and hours and hours and i'm sure our view duration would tank but like Mm. Um, okay. Do you wanna oh, do we wanna talk about a couple hobbies we had as kids? If you have any Sh- sure. I Sarah came up with this idea right before we got in the call, and I don't know that I had a ton of hobbies because I wasn't a very fun kid. Um but I like a hobby. <laughs> being boring. Being a sucky kid. <laughs> I uh, I was really I'm into sorry. reading. I'm sure you were a really interesting, motivating child. Wow. I, you know, I actually don't think either of those words would describe me as a child. I probably you was were not very the most smart. I was very smart. Uh, I was kind and advanced. <laughs> sensitive, advanced. Um, I graduated early, but uh, I feel like reading was a big hobby of mine. I know I've told the story of Dewey Who. Have I ever told the story of my mascot situation? I don't think so. Okay. You should tell it. I'll briefly tell it. Does anyone remember the scholastic book fairs that Me, happened in elementary school? I remember. School? <laughs> I comment, comment down below if you remember. I get um, a lot of TikToks about the scholastic book fair on my For You page. What? I am missing out. How is that not recommended to me? I'll get like me rolling up to the scholastic book fair <gasps> with the five dollars my mom gave me to buy a stencil oh. and it'll be like someone dancing. Oh my gosh. The next time you see one, send it to me. I'm going to start Sorry. getting those. Continue. Um, But we mentioned before in a podcast, I was really good friends with the librarian. She was like my only friend in fifth grade. And she asked me if I wanted to be a penguin mascot and stand out in front of the school for the Scholastic Book Fair. And I really didn't want to because I really hate the heat and I'm not very like, I don't know, that's just not necessarily my shtick, but I really didn't want to disappoint my librarian friend. So I said yes. And so for like a week, I had to stand outside of the school every morning and every afternoon in a giant penguin mascot costume. And then I would have to go to school like so sweaty and tired and like it was the whole situation. But that's how dedicated I was to our school librarian. You're very loyal. You're a good friend. Thanks. True friend by Hannah Montana to start playing now. Um, I'm trying to think of any. I used to collect piggy banks. Oh, <laughs> that's again, fun. Is like, is it a fun hobby? I don't really know. I feel like piggy banks aren't. I mean, I like had to get rid of my collection because what do you do with a bunch of piggy banks as an adult? Yeah. Or even I, as a teenager. I feel like that, like, I started and then I like accrued too many. And like at a certain point, you don't want to display piggy banks in your room. Right. And so I must have just like donated all of them. I collected, do you remember the the phase of pressed pennies where you would go to a theme park, you'd put a penny and a quarter in and it would press the penny to have some sort of like memento? I collected pressed pennies. And so I'm sure those are in a box somewhere and they're easier to like keep and set aside than But not as easy to display. Yeah, Like you would have to go looking for them. I think my parents got me like a collector's book for pressed pennies. I was really into it. I was also a weird kid. What other hobbies did you have as a child? A lot of collecting. 
um, much like you, except um, I was, so I wanted to be a geologist until I was probably 12 or 13 and got interested in boys. And then I kind of traded out boys for rocks as my hobby. Um, <laughs> uh, but wow. my half of my rock collection is still in my parents' garage. And they told me that when I, buy, when I buy a house, I have to take it. And I've now owned a home for, I think, two and a half years, two years. And they haven't made a big stink about it yet. So I'm just kind of, mom, if you're watching this, I will pick up my rocks. Please don't donate them. But maybe just hold on to them for a little bit. Yeah, Um, girl, you're on your second home. (laughs) I feel like Lori's got to get on you about that. I'm going to text her and be like, you better make Sierra. We're in the middle of a quarantine. That's true. She could like leave them in the driveway and then you could like spray them down with Lysol and like not see your family, but just get your rocks. I don't think I would spray my rocks with Lysol because they're in protective cases. So I would have to spray the cases. Spray the case. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, Also, all of my rocks are still labeled with my like eight year old handwriting, um, which is kind of cute. I played marbles a lot. So I think I still have some marbles at my parents' house. I collected pins from the soccer tournaments that I played in on like my soccer bag. That was pretty normal. Um, I played a lot of video games, Pokemon. I liked to like do anything that involved getting dirty. I liked like rolling down hills and puddle jumping. I also used to collect snails, which... Since you told a story, I'm also going to tell a story um, that I meant to include in my childhood stories episode with Steven and totally forgot. But I used to collect snails and my parents would say I could only keep them for the day and then I had to release them. But I'd put them in my little enclosure with like carrots and stuff for them to eat. And then my parents started Can having snails me. snails eat carrots? That's yeah, like very oh. big in proportion to their bodies. Oh, it was cute. They would like crawl on it and then it would like kind of go down in size. It was cute. Aww. Um, but then my parents started paying me to, uh, I think it was a nickel a snail to collect the snails from their garden because the snails would eat strawberries and then they would put the snails in the trash can. And what they told me was that for snails going to the dump was like, like their nirvana. I mean, they didn't use that word, but like that it was like snail heaven, right? Like there's all this trash and they can eat whatever they want and da 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 da. So like, like I was doing the snails a service and making like two or three dollars by collecting these snails. So one of our, our neighbors who was an older woman and really liked to garden saw that I was doing this and told me that she would also pay me a nickel a snail. So I was like, sweet, awesome. So I go over to her house. I put all the snails in a little bag. I hand them to her. She puts this bag of snails on the ground and stomps on it to crush them and kill them and then puts them in the trash can. And I, I'm sure that all the snails that my parents took also got crushed and killed in the trash, but I didn't see, like, that was, like, from the trash going in the dumpster. I literally sobbed. Like, oh. I, I just, I, I was, like, an accessory to a murder of these snails and so I ran home just absolutely in tears. And the woman's like, what's wrong? Don't you want your $3? I'm like distraught. I'm so upset. And I don't think I ever collected snails after that. I think I was really like traumatized. Oh my gosh. That is evil. <laughs> right? That is evil. I cannot, I can't even. Wow. I've never felt so much sympathy for you in my whole life. <laughs> That is 
horrible to find out that you're a mass snail murderer yeah oh yeah I and I had spent all day thinking I'm such a good person helping these snails get to where they like ultimately are wanting to go it was heartbreaking um that is devastating I'm so glad that you shared that with the group okay good I'm glad (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of weird hobbies I like collecting things I liked bugs I liked rocks you liked your bog I loved my bog. I used to make bogs with my grandma. And uh, I feel like, I, I think I said a while ago, I want to get back into bogs. Problem is it's not a great quarantine hobby because you have to like go buy the stuff. And I don't think yeah. you can order Venus flytraps online. But if you can, let me know. You might be able to on Etsy. Etsy? You can look it up. Yeah, Etsy sells all kinds of plants. I, Etsy sells plants? Yes, they sell the best plants. Oh, because it's probably people propagating them like in their own home, right? Well, they Maybe also, not. I mean, I don't know. But they sell the best plants. There are like lots of nurseries that I follow on Etsy. Wow. I Every time I like want like a weird plant, like I got Kyle a loquat tree. Like I got him like it was, it started out and it was like, I don't even know if I got seeds or if I got like a baby tree. But wow. And now it's like his loquat tree is like this big. That makes perfect sense that Etsy would have good plants. I don't know why I never thought of it. But yeah, um, very. Do, that's a great segue. Do you want to, I'm guessing one of your hobbies is propagation. Sure. Am yeah. I right? You're right. Uh-huh. You Ooh. got me. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. My armpits are probably sweaty. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead, Skylar. Okay. I took some notes on my hobbies because I feel like I could just talk for forever on them. Um, so first of all, let's talk about propagation, like in the category of plants. So propagation is basically when you make your plants have babies and it's really great. It's really, really easy and it's free. It's wonderful. I feel like I get a lot of questions of people saying like, oh, I I really want to have plants in my house, but I can't afford it or I don't know how to take care of them properly. They always die. And I feel like propagation is the best because you can get plants all over your house from plants that you have and then eventually make more plants. And for me personally, I found that even in dark rooms that get no sunlight, propagations are able to survive. So like we're redoing our laundry room right now and I put a bunch of propagations in there in our bathroom that gets no sunlight. I've had propagations in there for months and they don't necessarily like thrive and grow a ton of roots, but they'll stay alive. Whereas if you were just to have like a plant in a pot, it still needs to do photosynthesis and get sunlight and get properly watered and so I feel like it's a really good solution for low light areas and then also for just having plants like all over um let's see it also can be decor like just on its own I feel like a lot of times with propagation people think that like the goal has to be to repot it but like I have a bunch of bulbs in our staircase that have propagated plants in them and and it's so cute like so cute I actually didn't even know that those were propagations until like a like maybe a year ago or six months ago because I just thought it was like cute decor it's so cute oh thank you so much well I think with those because we used I think we've had them in three places now we had them in our North Hollywood apartment our San Diego apartment and now in our current condo and 
in the beginning I really would like cycle through them and so I tried to like get as much roots as I could and then I'd repot them and kind of start the process over again because I wanted more plants in my home but now I'm have a lot of plants in my home and don't necessarily need to be making more because then I have to go out and buy pots for them or like put them in jars and stuff and at a certain point that can just be like messy um and so I've just been leaving them up on the wall for I don't know probably six months now and I feel like they look pretty just as they are and I mean I think that when their roots get really crazy I'll probably eventually repot them um but I feel like Sometimes it can just be like a cute accessory to have your like little plant in a vase or something and you don't necessarily have to go on to the next step. Um, Also, a lot of people will add plant food. So I've never really had issues dealing with my roots growing. I just, I feel like I place them in the proper sunlight and they do their thing. But if you're having a lot of trouble, they make like little... It usually comes in like a little squirt bottle type thing with a nozzle and it'll just be called plant food. You can probably buy it on Amazon and you can just spray that into the water and that makes your roots grow like crazy. So if you are trying to like fill your house with plants, that's a way to do it a little bit quicker. Um, And to do propagation, you cut the plant. If you, you want to find a plant that has a lot of nodes. So a node is like, If this is the stem, I guess this is hard for audio listeners. If you have a plant stem, there are usually little like nubbins that are on the stem. Like a broccoli. Um, Right? Yes. Like how it kind of has, it has the flowerettes and then they each have their little stemmies. So what you want is like where a leaf would grow that hasn't grown yet, if that makes sense. So at the top of the stem, there will be a leaf. And below that, there will be little kind of bumps. You can Google plant nodes and you'll see what it is. Almost all of my plants have some sort of nodes on them. Um, There are like one or two that wouldn't be great for propagating because they don't have it. Like fiddly figs are hard because they're so like stemmy. Um, But what you want to do is cut right below the node. And then eventually, instead of growing a new leaf or a flower or something, that node will be what grows roots. So it's not the bottom of the stem. And it just automatically grows roots? Yeah. So if you just place it in water and some sunlight and let it do do its thing, I think the key is really cutting it in the right place. So if you are into propagation or want to get into it, if you just Google plant nodes, I would just cut right below it, put it in some water, some sunlight, and see if that works for you. If it doesn't, then you can try plant food or you can, there are, I'm sure a ton of YouTube videos about it. But I feel like I didn't get into it for a while because it sounds very complicated. <laughs> of like, I have to make my plants repopulate and I have to cut them in a certain way. And I thought it was a lot more temperamental. Whereas like, I literally have plants in my laundry room that are just sitting in water that are doing great. So that's, that's so cool. That. I love um, that too, because it's a hobby that like, the the startup costs are low and then you you don't really have to it doesn't cost anything to keep doing it yes no exactly I feel like that's the best like free hobby if if you have a plant in your house right now chances are it probably has some nodes and you could probably propagate it you know what I would love for my birthday or for Christmas next year what I would love a propagation from you that then I can like put in a little vase and then or not vase like draw uh what what do you call it a pot put it in a pot and i can then, just drop that off at your driveway 
And then I can grow it and I can call it like my Skylar plant. That's really cute. Aww. I'll get right on getting you propagations. <laughs> I, would I remember love when that. when Carly first started working, she was like, I want more plants. And I was like, do you want my propagations? Like I have, I just have Aww. so many and I don't really have anywhere to put them. So if you want some, girl, I can hook you up. I would love one. Maybe I'll put it like right here when we film together. So it's like, here's a piece of Skylar that's in person. <laughs> Aw, that is so sweet. I love that. We'll have to figure out a way to safely do yeah. that transfer. Um, and then so kind of on that same topic really quick. I guess not really quick. This is a hobby cast so I can. I feel like this Go is off. boring, but I know people aren't bored by it. Um so another thing in that realm is just regular plants. So I thought maybe I could give like a couple little tidbits on regular plants. Um, for me personally, I have gotten to know all my plants really well. So I know like how often they have to be watered and how temperamental they are and kind of where they're suited best in my house. But when I was first getting started, a plant meter was super helpful. And what that is, is it like... It's a little meter and then it has like two prongs hanging off of it and you just stick it in the soil and it'll tell you how it's doing on how much sunlight it needs and how much water it needs. So sometimes you'll like a plant will look kind of wet and seem fine, but you'll stick the plant meter in and it'll say like you're overwatering it and it needs more sunlight. And so then you can just kind of adjust accordingly. They're super cheap and I I feel that's what I need. Because my problem is, like, I don't know anything about plants. So every time I buy a plant, I'm like, okay, this is, like, very overwhelming. I don't know how much water it needs and how much sunlight. And I feel like if I had that, I feel like I could do it. Well, and I think, too, a thing, like, a common misconception is I feel like people overwater a lot. I feel like people think that if they have a plant, they need to, like, water it every day to keep it alive. And I feel like plants typically do better neglected than they do overwatered. Like, I, so, yeah, that's that on that. Um, I also feel like a quick thing is that if you're looking for an indoor plant, shop in the indoor section of wherever (laughs) you're shopping. Because I feel like... Let's, I mean, there are lots of places to get plants. You can get plants at like local boutiques or nurseries or on Etsy like we talked about earlier. But if you're going to shop at like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or whatever hardware store you shop at, don't go to the outside plant section unless you have an outside area to have plants. Because I think sometimes it can be really tempting when you see like beautiful flowers or like certain types of cacti to be like, oh, I can make that work. You can't. Like, unless you're a very, very, very special person, outdoor plants that are advertised as outdoor plants thrive outdoors, and indoor plants thrive indoors. And I'm going to go ahead and say, if Skylar can't do it, 99% of everyone listening and watching probably can't do it. So I think that's really good advice. Thanks, girl. Um, Let's see. Oh, also, you can take into account your environment. So like let's say you live in Arizona and it's super hot where you live. Google what plants thrive in your area. Because I think a lot of people are like, ooh, monsteras are cute or whatever. And they try and buy like trendy cute plants. But don't take into account like I live in, I don't know, Iceland. And it's very freezing where I live. So I feel like also just like looking outside and seeing what naturally grows in your area is really helpful. Um, And I think that's pretty much it. So, I love I love your love for plants. 
Thanks. Kyle and I are trying to start a garden right now. Aww. It's We're having to figure out how to get the parts that we need to make a garden bed without like having to go into the hardware store. So we're thinking like maybe of making out a fence post. We recently started composting and the compost like lets out water. So I thought if it can let out water into like a garden bed, that would be a lot more productive. That's so so cool. What what are you going to grow in your garden? I don't really know yet. It would have to be on our lower patio. And so, and there's no way that we could really protect it from like wildlife. So I'm thinking of growing more like sunflowers and poppies and maybe some like hearty vegetables. Carrots but be might like, be good. Yeah. Because carrots I was go, looking, they go with like everything too for cooking. One of my favorite things, because we have, it's not at all a garden, but we have a lot of like strawberries and cauliflower and catnip and stuff that grows on like our upper patio area um and it was one of my favorite things is the catnip but we have a lot of neighborhood cats and I was like maybe that's (laughs) not the best idea to grow where the cats could actually get to it yeah keeping it upstairs (laughs) is probably the best yeah (laughs) so that's that on that what's your first hobby okay let me pull up my list I'm excited um, I'm going to start with, oh, I'll start with scrapbooking because I feel like that is my mm-hmm. truest hobby hobby. Yes. I love scrapbooking. I have loved scrapbooking since I was a kid. Um, I think it's really, really cool because there's not really any like hard line. You have to do it this way or have to do it that way. It's very mm-hmm. artistic in how you want your page to look. So it's totally up to you. And at the end of the project, you have like a physical memory book of your life or your year or your trip that you can look back on and reflect on. And my mom scrapbooked my entire childhood from before I was born till probably I was like six or seven is when she really stopped on like the heavy scrapbooking. And at least a couple times a year, my whole family sits down and ends up going through all of them. And it's just Mm. so fun. And I think... I think something especially now with having smartphones so accessible and it being so easy to take photos is I think we're less likely to go actually physically print out photos and scrapbooking forces me to do that instead Mm -hmm. of just keeping them on my phone or a hard drive and saying oh I'll go through these someday and I write little like snippets about the day and I love using stickers and I have my Cricut Mm -hmm. where I'll use it to like cut out different like pieces like paper pieces of like a roller coaster for like a Disney page or like different lettering and it's so fun it it can be a little bit expensive especially when you're getting started but I think the main thing is if you're trying to get into scrapbooking really emphasize on the scrap in the scrapbook like you don't have to have brand new everything to make a really cool scrapbook use pieces of paper that you have use pens that you have Um, I really like relying heavily on like physical kind of keepsakes that I keep from those days. So movie tickets or, um, airline, a lot of tickets, movie tickets, airline tickets, Broadway tickets. Um, I, I love keeping little things like that from Steven's graduation. I have the little like program that they gave out. Just, it was like a little piece of paper of like the itinerary for the day and like, that takes up like half the page and gives it a pop of color. Um, also, my scrapbooks look nothing like a Pinterest scrapbook. 
I I think Pinterest can make a lot of projects, especially scrapbook scrapbooking, look really overwhelming because it the whole purpose of Pinterest is for things being aesthetically pleasing. And if you want your scrapbook to look like a Pinterest scrapbook, you can totally go for it. It's probably going to be expensive, but it doesn't have to look like that. And your scrapbook doesn't have to be perfectly aesthetically pleasing and have all these different layers. It can truly be a scrapbook. Um, and that's my my rant on scrapbooking. I love scrapbooking so much. Aww, I love that so much. That's one of my favorite hobbies of yours. <laughs> I feel Thanks. like, I feel like, the, I mean, we've only talked about one of my hobbies and one of yours but I feel like one of the biggest differences is I feel like you like hobbies that are like a little messier and a little more creative whereas like the next one I was going to talk about is baking and like I love cooking too I feel like I cook almost all of our meals but I feel like I like baking because it's so scientific and it's like you really have to follow the rules like right now yeah. I'm I'm making sourdough starter, which takes like over a week just to make the starter, like not even the sourdough bread, which takes a whole nother couple days. But I love that I have to like get out my food scale and do like the exact amount of grams every day. And I feel like I like, it's not monotony, but I feel like I like that if I follow the rules, I'm rewarded, if that makes <laughs> sense. You can know with comfort that if you do things by the book it's gonna turn out good hopefully totally and then while you were talking about that I was gonna say too um I've been using two apps recently I've been using the app touch note and then what is the other one called let me see fox print so fox print is really great like every single month they just do photo prints and they're based out of san diego um every month i go through and i pick out like my favorite pictures of milo or our family that month and i've been printing them out ever since milo's gotten born or gotten born been born (laughs) um and i feel like it's really nice because i feel like i have so many photos of him that just sit on my phone and like other than posting them or i don't know I I just I never go through and look through all of my photos on my phone because I have so many screenshots and whatever and so they do like really affordable printing and so I like just having now an album I wish I had done it for like me and Kyle's whole marriage or my life but (laughs) I feel like this is a fun time to start and then also the app touch note I've been loving you can pay like a this isn't sponsored at all it just is kind of in the same vein um you can pay like a monthly fee and then I've been sending postcards to people because it's like really hard to connect nowadays and so I've been sending them to my grandparents every month and I feel like it's a fun way because my grandparents still like send me physical cards for my birthday in the mail or our anniversary and I feel like they like value mail in a way that our generation doesn't necessarily value it but it only costs like maybe a dollar or two to send it and they do like the postage and everything for you and all you have to do is like import a picture write a little note and send it and I've my grandparents are thrilled oh I should you, totally do that that's so cute I feel like it's awesome because I don't know it just it it again I feel like one of my favorite things about baking is giving someone a baked good shows that you like put time into like thinking about them and working on something for them and I feel like sending someone physical mail versus just like texting them a picture of Milo like means so much more to them if that makes sense that's and then they can put it on their fridge Mm -hmm. or in their scrapbook yeah that's so cool I love that so I just wanted to 
give them a shout out because I feel like they've been so great for me. Um, but kind of how we were talking about before, I really like like not scientific hobbies because baking <laughs> is not. I wouldn't say it's scientific, but I like kind of like more geodes or anything. Yeah. You know, which might be one of your hobbies. I don't know. I didn't have it written down, but I do love a good geode. I feel like that kind of falls into rocks, which was my childhood hobby. Continue. Sierra does love cracking open a good cold geode. When Toys R Us went out of business, we went there and we were like just looking at like Nerf guns and fun stuff because everything was so cheap. And we, I found a... It was like originally like $60 and it was marked down to like $8 and it was like a crack your own geode kit and I think I bought three of them. I, yep, you did. And I think, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. Um, I don't think I actually ended up buying anything from Toys R Us. I feel like the boys might have bought like a game or something. I think but I did. remember we went and we were like, oh, this is kind of a bust. But you got those geode kits and then you just sat out on the patio. Like without us, with like your safety goggles on. Just they like came, cracking open the geode. came geodes. with child-sized safety goggles that like cut off half my eye. And I sat out there with my safety goggles on cracking open the geodes. I had a great time. I should order some geodes online. I bet Etsy you know, has geodes. That would be great for your mental health. I think you should do that. That sounds like a great way to like de-stress. Great vlog content. Yeah. In your jacuzzi or spa, as Steven likes to call it. You just sit in the spa, have a glass of champagne or a white claw, just crack open Crack open a geode. Have Survivor playing in the distance. Ugh, which tonight is Wednesday. It is Survivor <gasps> night, so. Is that why you were like, I can start a little early? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because here's the thing. We don't have cable. Um, so we can't like record the show. So yeah. I can either start it exactly at eight when, because I can watch mm-hmm. CBS Live because we pay for CBS All Access. Or of course you do. They put it on CBS All Access at nine fifteen. So wow. I either have to watch it at exactly at eight or after nine fifteen. So well, I think that's we're on good track to, to watch it at eight tonight. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I love Thank your love you. of Survivor. Oh, I I wish that could count as a hobby. It can. <laughs> I think. We can count it as like a, what would the word be? Uh, I don't know. A hobby. I've a been hobby. watching Too Hot to Handle. Have you heard of that show? On no, Netflix? but I watched Cody Ko's video on it. So oh. I know about it from there. Oh, I should watch his video. It's really good. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're on the show and I'm going to offend you. The people on it are very interesting. That's and what Cody one Ko of the. Said. <laughs> One of the girls, like, she'll say a really basic word in her, like, interviews and be like, that's a new word for me. I can't believe I just added that to my vocabulary. And the word word will be, like, fork or something, like, so basic. And that's how I felt just trying to describe that word. I felt very dumb. So, Um, but anyways, baking, which is, like, very exciting and one of the great loves of my life. Um, I get most of my recipes off of Pinterest. I, I've tried to buy actual cookbooks and I just, I feel like I modify recipes so much and I really like that Kyle will sometimes just Google recipes, but I feel like on Pinterest, I really love it because first of all, they have like a tab under the actual recipe when you click on it where it'll say like, some people tried this pin and then people will post photos of their attempts of it. And so I feel like a lot of times if you just like look at the first picture on a blog post, it's like beautiful and aesthetically pleasing and great. But I want to know like how the every person 
months. You like, want to be able to go to like the the customer photos. Yes. And <laughs> and that's what Pinterest provides. And also I feel like it's really easy to search for like vegan recipes or dairy free or whatever you do. For us we do vegan. Um, and so I love Pinterest. And then also I feel like I get a lot of questions about baking vegan. And I feel like one of my favorite things is using different supplements for different recipes. Like I, I definitely have certain things that are my go-tos. Like this is my favorite milk to cook with. This is my favorite butter. But I feel like sometimes if I'm baking like vegan pancakes, I'll throw an applesauce as an egg supplement mm. instead of actual egg supplement. And then it'll add to the flavor. And so I feel like one of my recommendations would be if you're trying to, even if you're not vegan or not vegetarian, just trying to think about ways that you can like spice up a recipe, like maybe throw in some applesauce in your pancakes. Or, and then that makes I it more know. unique too. Yeah, really and fun. it like, it adds to the recipe instead of I feel like sometimes if you're just using like straight up supplements for everything, it will, like the crust will taste a little less flaky in like a pie or whatever. But I feel like if you get creative, then you can actually add on to the recipe, which is great. Um... Also, I like to slowly buy and like accrue my baking tools. I think that a lot of times when people get into baking, they just want to go and buy like all of the pretty bakeware. And that can be really, really expensive and really daunting. But I feel like I like to buy tools as I need them. So like when I started making my own oat milk, I bought cheesecloth. Like I didn't have that beforehand. And then it was just like two or three dollars versus if I had gotten that and then just kept it in my cupboard for years and years that would be stupid right. um or I I've wanted a food scale for forever but I just never took the plunge and bought one because there wasn't like reason why I needed it but now that I'm like going on this sourdough journey I <laughs> did it because it's absolutely necessary and I feel like there are a lot of tools like uh like lemon zester or what whatever it may be that I, I just buy when I need them. That way it's like a $5 expense versus saying like, I want to get into baking. I'm going to spend $200 on all of this stuff. And then maybe you don't ever need it. Well, um, and I think that also saves you from a lot of the times I feel like I, when I get into a new hobby and I just buy everything, yes. I like forget about some of the things, especially with cooking. It's like, oh, totally. I didn't even remember that I had cheesecloth. I thought I had to order it. So it's good to just buy things as you need it well and I feel like that also can be applicable to anyone who's making like a wedding registry I feel like it's very common for people to be like I'm gonna put an instant pot and a crock pot and a this and a that on my registry when in reality it's probably best to figure out exactly which one will work the best for you and then like get it as you need it if that right. makes sense yeah um let's see uh oh I think it's really fun to share. Like, I feel like half the time when I bake things, I'll just oh, have like a Oh, I thought you were saying that was your next uh, hobby. Oh. <laughs> I like sharing. <laughs> I mean, yes, sharing is one of my hobbies. Sharing is caring. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Skylar, I think, think you've been spending a little bit too much time with your three-month-old. <laughs> sharing is my favorite hobby. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. No, I... I it is truly so that can be my second hobby or my third there you go. sharing um but I feel like baking is really fun because you can share it with people I feel like half the time I bake 
like just to be able to give it to other people I feel like it's really fun to like show up to a friend's house for dinner and bring an apple pie or whatever you may have it I feel like again it's that notion of someone spent time on you and like put forethought into something I don't know so my sister-in-law well soon to be sister-in-law does that a lot and Mm -hmm. that was one of like my first like interactions with her was her being like oh I made these and I was like oh that's really cool and sweet and thoughtful that you spent your whole day making something for us to enjoy and she all the time whenever we have a family event like we know we can count on Megan to bring a good dessert and she never disappoints and it's always fun to see what she comes up with and it's funny I'm sure you can relate to this but I feel like a lot of the times when someone makes something they like to put the disclaimer of like oh this was a new recipe I don't know if it's gonna be good and it's always good and even if even if it wasn't it's always so cool and sweet when someone takes the time to make something like that yeah well and I feel like with baking and with cooking I feel like especially recently Kyle and I have gotten into trying to make like as many things as we can from scratch and so like even tonight we made pizza and so I like made my own pizza sauce instead of just like using a can so I like actually got the tomatoes and mixed it with sugar and oregano and all the stuff and I feel like not only does it taste better when you make things yourself but you feel more proud of it and you like actually appreciate it like if we had just put store-bought pizza sauce on which we have hundreds of times I feel like I never notice Whereas tonight, Kyle and I were taking bites and we were like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. I love this. And it cost like the same amount to just buy tomatoes and then instead of like a can of tomatoes. Um, But I just, I feel like there's a lot of pride and joy and I don't know, I feel like that's a good hobby for right now when you're in quarantine Um, because it just, it's kind of time consuming, but I don't know. That's my second hobby. I love that. That's so good. What's Um, your second hobby? Okay, so my next one is video games, um, which is interesting because I never, like, identified as, like, a girl who plays video games. Like, Mm -hmm. I never thought of myself as, like, someone who plays a lot of video games. I think because a lot of the games I, like, I think when I think about people who love video games, I think about people who love, like, the new games that are launching and, the Call of Duties and the, I don't know, all those games, whatever, that Steven plays. And Steven pointed out to me, this was maybe like a year ago, he goes, well, you you love video games, you game a lot. And I was like, what are you talking about? I like never play video games. And he's like, you play Pokemon Go like probably 10 hours a week. And I was like, oh, you're right, I do. And he's like, and you play like games on your computer and now like now I play all the new Pokemon games when they come out in Stardew Valley. And he was like, you really like video games. I used to play a lot of mobile games too before I got my Switch. And I feel like when Steven pointed that out to me, I was like, oh, I guess I do. I just, just because they're less conventional video games, I don't really like identify with that. Um, But now I totally do. And I feel like now I'm like fully accepting of like, oh yeah, I play a lot of video games. I, of course, love Pokemon Go. I love Stardew Valley, which is no surprise to anyone because I talk about it all the time. I also really like co-op games, which are like games that Steven and I play together. Hmm. So we we really loved the game Overcooked, and we played all the way through that, I think, twice. I would love to play it again. We should play Overcooked. 
Um, we really liked replaying through all of the Lego Harry Potter games and we purchased the entire saga of Lego Star Wars, which we're going to be starting soon. Well, and didn't um, when you guys played Lego Harry Potter, didn't you like watch a movie and then play the game or do mm-hmm. the reverse? Yeah, so that's fun because it's like, I don't know, another level of bonding that you can do with it. Oh, for sure. And it was like a whole another way for me to like introduce Steven to Harry Potter because he had never seen all of the movies. Um, and I just, I think video games are so fun. I think there's a lot of stigmas about video games being bad and being this and being that. And when I think about it, I really was kind of raised on video games because my dad was very into computers and technology. So I played a ton of educational games growing up. And I think a lot of what made me love like learning and reading was playing educational video games. And I had a ton of fun with it. And I wish that I had like, I don't know. I wish I had recognized sooner how much I enjoy video games. Even thinking about my time as a kid, like I played so much Toontown. I played so much Neopets. And I think I just kind of like shrugged those off as like not really video games, but they were. Um, And now I feel like at the end of a day, I love nothing more than unwinding with some Stardew Valley. And I know I need to play Animal Crossing and everyone keeps telling me, And I think I'm going to download it maybe this weekend. That's so fun. (laughs) I I downloaded Animal Crossing like two days ago, maybe. And I've been very into it. So I just did the one on my phone. We have a Switch, but I feel like I... I, per- I don't like playing video games as much. And so the idea of paying like 60 plus dollars for a game when I know my track record of like even I tried playing the Stardew Valley mobile app and I was really, really into it for a couple days. And then I just like I, I feel like I don't like to have that much screen time. And if I am going to have screen time, I'd rather watch like Vanderpump Rules or something <laughs> versus like play a video game and so but I've been really really into Animal Crossing so who knows I never played any of the Animal Crossing games growing up I just like I said I think I kind of fought the like aspect of me that really likes video games so I'm very excited Steven thinks I'm gonna love it so I feel like you were kind of that same way with sports am I right in that I, I feel like for in your childhood you really liked playing soccer and basketball and then I feel like when you became like a teenager college age you turned more towards theater I and really, I feel like like identified with like I'm I'm a theater kid like I'm in a sports family and everyone in my family is sporty but I'm not sporty and I don't like watching sports and I think you're totally right when I got older and I realized like there's nothing wrong with liking sports. I can like going to SCSU games. I can like going to like any kind of sport game and yeah, and that's fine. And I can like playing backyard sports with my family. And I think once I just kind of like let go of the preconceived notion I had of like what it means to be like a sporty girl, I enjoyed myself a lot more. Yeah, no, totally. That's interesting that you had both of those things I feel like are kind of – I don't know. Similar. Yeah, I think Similar, I, think I actually different. went through, I mean, that could be a whole nother episode on just like our personal development, but mm-hmm. I think I went through a lot of different like identity crises as like a early to late teenager of really feeling like yeah. I was the different one in my family and like my family is sporty and my brothers like video games and my family does this and I'm not like that and I really mm-hmm. went to the other side of the spectrum and I think a lot of people do that as kids of just like yeah I'm different and I'm not like any of you 
And I think once I just like relaxed and was like, it's okay that I like sports and theater. It's fine. It's okay that I'm artsy and that I like playing video games. Like I, I, I can do both and that's fine. (laughs) Well, and I also, I completely agree. And I think that the saying that you are the, what is it? Three closest people to you, five closest people to you. It like really rings true. And I feel like at that point in your high school career, you were really close to like me and a lot of our other theater friends. And so maybe that kind of like pushed you in that direction. Whereas I feel like now if I had to guess who your three closest people would be, it would be Steven, Kenzie and I. And I feel like Steven is kind of into video games and I'm into theater and Kenzie and her family are into sports. And so I feel like that's kind of interesting that now... Like, you can fully embrace those three facets. And it's cool that you have people who are into those three different things, like, as your support system. Absolutely. And I think there's a big part of, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just that the three closest people in my life are so great. Or maybe this happens to everyone when they grow up. But I feel like you realize that, like, you can be different things. And that even if the people in your life aren't into those same things, they can, like, be into it for you and be happy that you're into it and like you're not a sporty person but you can still like you will still talk to me about like sports or talk to me about whatever else I'm into or video games and I feel like it's it's nice having friends who even if they're not into the same things as you can like respect what your hobbies are and what you like and what you don't like totally well and I think also as kids we're we're kind of taught to fall into a category and so I think a lot for me in the last like maybe four years three years I have really kind of embraced my love of like homemaking and I think I I tend to be a very like liberal feminist person um and so I think at first I was like I shouldn't be vocal about the fact that like I love cleaning and I love cooking and I love doing laundry and I love like interior design and making my home feel a certain way um because I thought it was like inherently anti-feminist of me and kind of went against who I was and I think that I've kind of also had that personal growth and realizing no I I can stand for these things and also do these things that are like very traditionally feminine if you ever started like a blog or something I feel like you'd have to call it the feminist housewife because that's such a good name and if no one's taken that name yet you should go reserve that on Instagram in case (laughs) in case you ever decide because oh I love that I I do think there's this huge misconception of like And I think I struggled with this too of like if you are someone who's like liberal and feminist you have to be someone who's like in the workforce and going and doing this and the whole point this is so not related to what we're talking about but I don't care the whole point of feminism is believing that women should have a right to choose for themselves and your right to choose for yourself is can be to cook and clean. And that's just mm-hmm. as valid and can be to be a stay-at-home mom and that's just as valid. And I I do think it's been interesting to watch you take that transformation and be like, actually, wait, no, I, I, I really like cooking. Actually, wait, no, I, I think I want to be a mom and I think I want to do this. And realizing that it's okay to not be the cookie cutter definition of what it means to be a certain type of person. No, absolutely. I completely agree with that. 
I should go look on Instagram if anyone has taken the feminist the feminist housewife because I love that or even the feminist homemaker or any of those things I love that um what were we did you just do a hobby yes you just did video games yes right oh yes yeah go ahead okay so my next hobby is one that I've recently gotten into and it's natural dye so if you don't know what natural dye is it's basically dyeing any sort of fabric or yarn or clothing item with like fruits and vegetables and like naturally occurring things and I am so into it I feel like it's kind of a joke in our house that like every day or almost every day I like want to dye something especially because I really I like having things be white in my house and so I but like I can only really dye things that are already white and so that means everything you own yes but also it means (laughs) that there's like for you the the color in my house is starting to become very apparent (laughs) because I feel like I just like the act of it so much and I feel like the the best thing to natural dye for me in my life is Milo's baby onesies because I really I like for Milo to wear like color maybe not like primary neon colors all the time um but I like like natural blues and natural peaches and oranges and all those things and baby onesies that are that color are all from like premium brands and so they'll cost like $25 a onesie whereas a white onesie that's like organic and whatever will cost I don't know two bucks and so it's perfect because it's like time consuming and fun but then also I'm I'm getting to like put a little bit of love and customization and you're genuinely saving money I feel like a lot of like DIY projects sometimes end up costing more than if you had just bought it and you are always saving money when you choose to like natural dye his onesies versus buying the like very trendy expensive like neutral toned ones yes no 100% and so I some of my like most successful ones have been I did avocado skins in pits and then I also did yellow onion skin um I did blueberries and spinach and both of those flopped so (laughs) I I'm gonna attempt to redo them especially the spinach I think I just needed more I did I did a lot of spinach but also it, you know if you cook spinach that it like really shrinks when it's cooked so I feel like I need like a mass amount of spinach to do Go it to Costco <laughs> yeah and then the blue blueberries I think I also didn't use enough and I think I needed to use some sort of like setting powder because it like it turned like a light gray color which was pretty but I feel like I wanted it to be more like bluey purple right um but I bought stuff to do it with turmeric and coffee Ooh. and black bean like I have so much stuff in my kitchen right now where I'm just like I'm ready. I um, have loved seeing your natural dye products on Instagram. Oh, and I have had multiple people in my real life reach out to me and say, Skylar, like Skylar's natural dye is my new favorite thing. Like I was talking Aww. to Kenzie on the phone the other day and she was like, I am literally obsessed with Skylar's natural dyes and I want to try it so bad. Aww. I, I think. Either it's a coincidence or my mother-in-law's into it because she recently asked us if we could set aside any of our <laughs> avocado pits and skins for her. So either Lisa, she has, she might have to Lisa if you're listening. Lisa does message me on Instagram a lot. We were messaging about my barn door yesterday. <laughs> I, I feel like Lisa and I are into a lot of similar things, and so 
It might have been a little bit of influence. I think it was. But I, li- I-, I like to not say that I'm an influencer, but I, I will take that I have influenced some people in that way. You are out here influencing the world to natural yeah. die. I, this is my legacy. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I really love it. And it's so just like a really quick kind of basic tutorial on how to do it. There are a lot of really great ones. And I have like a whole highlight on my Instagram now for it. Um, but so basically you just take, there are a lot of things, but let's say like avocado. So Kyle and I, Kyle eats mass amounts of avocado. So like he Steven. eats, it's like he eats like an avocado thing. every day, at least. <laughs> And so we have so many avocados in our house. And so I'll just tell him and he's been like cleaning out the skins and then the avocado pit and then just keeping it in the freezer. And so now I just have tons for the next time I want to do it. So if you just save up whatever it is and then basically you boil it for about 45 minutes depending and all of the color will come out of that. So for avocados, it's like this beautiful kind of like dusty rose color actually like the same exact color as my shirt if you are watching the video um and and then you drain out whatever it is so that it doesn't get like icky and you don't have to like pick avocado out of it and then you add in your fabric that you've soaked and you let it simmer for like an hour and then you take it out and just let it soak in a bowl with the liquid for you can do it for overnight you could do it for a couple hours it just depends on how like pigmented you want it to be and that's it like it's seriously so easy and it's so fun and it's really cool to see like what variants you get. Uh, if you stir it a lot, you can get a really even color. But if you leave it, then it looks a little more like tie dye, like so homemade. Cool. And so that's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's super fun. And again, it's something where I feel like when I put on, like I've dyed a couple of my clothes or when I put Milo in one of his clothes, that I've dyed. I feel like more appreciative of it because I've put in time and effort and love into it. So, oh, that's my hobby. That's so Woo-woo. cute. I love that. I love that. Oh, thanks. All right. My next one. Oh, this is so dumb. My next one, I put walking LOL. So <laughs> I I am someone who pretty consistently throughout my life has always had some sort of a gym membership or a trainer or a sport or something like that. And so I was never a walker. Like I didn't understand the purpose. I'm like, if I want to get exercise, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go to practice or I'm going to do this or that. Or I had like even, you know, different circuit trainings that I would do from home. And after my miscarriage, I felt very in, first of all, gyms were closed so I couldn't go to the gym. Second, I felt very intimidated by trying to do like my circuit training from home just because I really felt like I had lost any sort of cardiovascular shape or strength that I was in. And so I just told myself I'm going to start with walking and build from there. Walking is fantastic. You can walk fast and get your heart rate up. You can walk uphill and get like your glutes and your and your thighs like strengthened. You can walk slow. You can stroll. You can walk your dog. You can walk with your partner. Where has walking been all of my life? Walking is great. Walking is awesome. I feel like I I'm someone where I have never liked walks. Like I've 
I've gone on walks throughout my life and I've always never really enjoyed them. But through this quarantine situation, we've been trying to go on more walks with Milo. Just, I mean, for our mental health to get us outside, but also so that he like knows more of the world than just our condo, you know, to be like, look, there's a flower. Um, And it's so great just to like get the fresh air to... Even, I mean, half the time we like go to a pokey stop by our house and then just come back and it's not that far of a walk. Um, but even just to get out for like five minutes, it is great. It's so nice. And my parents have always been into walking. They've always been walkers, at least as long as I've been alive. And I never got it. And they would be like, they've oh, always been walkers. They'd be like, do you want to go on a walk? And I'd be like, I'll go on a run. And they'd be like, why don't you want to go on a walk? And I'd be like, well, because like, what's the point? Like, it's kind of a waste yeah. of time. Like, I could get a better workout if I ran, and then it would be shorter, and I could come home and, like, chill out. And so they – I never really went on walks with them. And now I'm, I just – I love walks. Walking is great. Well, and I feel like you've always – you've always been into them to a certain extent. You've always been into hiking. You got proposed mm-hmm. to on a hike. I did. I feel like the outdoors are so much fun. I – Especially for you. <laughs> I, I agree. I think walking has been my greatest discovery of this difficult time, especially mm. because we just moved into a new area and we don't get to meet our neighbors, which has been a weird thing about moving during this time. Um, but I can wave at them when I walk down the street and like it's 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 just great. I don't I don't think I need to uh, explain walking or give a tutorial. So I'll let you go into your next one. You, you put one foot in front of the other and you just <laughs> go, baby. <laughs> Also, I think I have, like, mascara or something in my eye. So if I look like I'm getting really emotional about walking, I I don't apologize. Walking it's okay. is okay. I've had a hair on my face for the last, like, 10 minutes. And so I've been, like, kind of trying to get it. But I just get it's it. It's just going to be there. <laughs> I I feel like I, I don't think that I've had any postpartum hair loss. But I feel very, like, paranoid about it. Like, I feel like I, it's almost a placebo effect. And I also think it's because Milo's really into, like, grabbing. So he, like, grabs my hair and pulls it a lot. And so I think I lose hair that way. But I feel like anytime I have, like, hairs on my face now, I'm like, oh, no, is all of my hair Here falling it comes. out? Here it comes. <laughs> um, my next hobby is interior design. Ooh. And I just, I feel, I think this is the one I feel the most passionate about. I, I definitely, with all of these things, I am not an expert. Like, I am a community college dropout. <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely, I'm not an interior designer. But I would venture to say that, like, if you have a room or any sort of space that's, like, yours, or even if you share it with, like, a sibling or whatever, I and you pick out a duvet cover or you pick out a lamp or anything, I think you're kind of an interior designer. Um, I think anyone who like makes choices about their living situation is, is designing an- their interior. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think like my biggest notes are to really find your personal style. And I think for me, I, I've always loved really unique things and like thrifted things. And I mean, I love records and I love antiques. And I think that for a long time, I would just pile everything on top of each other. And I, 
those individual things didn't really have a chance to shine which if you like just like having everything in your space be like super cool and colorful and unique that's also a style but I think for me it's really helped to have kind of like a blank canvas to let things shine and I also feel like people comment more on my space like in real life being like oh that's really cool where'd you get that when it's not like like for a while I had like primary orange walls with like a bunch of different wall art on it and shelves and and I think that that just for me was overwhelming um and I think also thinking of a place where you're the happiest and trying to recreate that in your space is like a really awesome tool to kind of get a look that you're going for so like I know Sierra, for you, you love Disneyland. And so in your office, you've forever had like your Mickey ears hanging up and like that sparks joy for you, you know, and it can be any like for me personally, I feel like my happiest place is at the spa where I feel like (laughs) relaxed and tranquil and everything's clean and organized and like I, I just... I just love the spa. And so I feel like I kind of try and emulate that in my home. Like I also. Your house does feel like a spa. It's very like minimalist, but everything has a place and like very fresh and clean. And you always have like your diffuser going. And it Mm -hmm. literally when I walk into your house, I'm like, ah, welcome to the Skylar Pullet Spa. Aw, thanks. (laughs) Which I miss because I haven't been there. And (laughs) I mean, the last time I went there was Milo was what, two weeks? one week I think one. no because I think I I kissed you you came with after. Steven on his like one, one week, week birthday and I think you came like two days after yeah or something like wow that. I haven't been and oh gosh it's been so long I, I need I a know. trip to the Skylar Pollitt spa <laughs> someday 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 continue um well kind of in that in that same vein I was gonna say I feel like what's really helped me in finding like my personal style is I really like to think of like a couple words that describe how I want my space to feel and then try and like push that out and what so are I your feel words which I'm gonna change the camera battery real quick but keep going yeah for sure <laughs> um like for me I feel like I really like serene I really like clean I really like relaxing um and so I try like Sierra said I'm always like diffusing oils and lighting candles and I'm always also just like cleaning um I tend to like everything really white because it's like relaxing to me whereas like for Sierra I'm guessing if you had to pick out some words you would say like cozy comfortable homey like warm and I feel like you feel that when you go into your space like you guys have so many personal touches and you have lots of blankets and it's just like warm and inviting and I think that like it could be a plethora of things like if you're creating like a studio for yourself to like do art in maybe you want it to be like a really inspiring space with like really cool stuff or I don't know but I feel like thinking of like a couple words or thinking of like where your favorite place is and then trying to like emulate that is really cool um also I feel like I'm a big proponent of getting rid of packaging on things I love Uh, that at least for me, it's very helpful. I I used to, my bedroom when I was a teenager was literally horrific. Like my mom <laughs> sent me pictures the other day because they like popped up in her Google photos. And Sierra, I'll have to send them to you because they'll probably bring back memories. It was a nightmare. Like you literally could not see my floor. 
I remember. It's so funny because I remember your room being messy. And my my room was always messy. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I remember you moving to North Hollywood. And immediately you being like, okay, this space is going to be my space. Like this is not going to be like my room. This is. And ever since then, like. The idea of a Skylar who has a messy living space is so foreign. So foreign. It's nuts. She sent me those pictures and I genuinely had like blocked it out of my memory that like that's how I had been living. Like it was (laughs) bad. There was like food everywhere and Diet Coke cans. And I thought it was really cool to like hang art like backwards. And so I would like have like backward canvas. Like it was a hot mess express um again it was a lot of like things that I had thrifted or that I like found at flea markets that I thought were like really unique which probably would look great if they were in like a clean space and had like their time to shine you know like I recently like right above me I bought these like gold or their brass ducks off of Etsy which sounds very weird like that sounds like very weird and ugly and no, like something that your grandma would have. But I feel like they're so cute and special when they like are just up against a plain background and I don't know. Can I feel you like hand the camera so we can see the ducks. I'm all, I want to see the ducks. I don't know if you can. Maybe. <laughs> oh you see my little gold ducks? Little are they swans? I, actually I think they are swans. I think I'm That makes it sound like like fancier than ducks. Well, and it was really cute because I ordered three to be like me, Kyle, and Milo. And then the lady like left a note. She was all, I added two extra for free. And so now I keep telling Kyle, I'm all, I guess we have to have two more kids. He's like, they're the cats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like the kids narrative more, but. um, But yeah, so I feel like that's kind of my takeaways. Also, like I said, getting rid of packaging is like a huge thing for me. And so, like, if you go into our cupboard, we we have we have some things that are in their original packaging, but most everything is in mason jars that are all labeled with the exact same label. All of our spices are in the same little teeny mason jars with the same label. In our bathroom, upstairs, in our shower, all of our soaps, cat shampoo, everything are in the same like amber bottles and I just I feel like it makes me happy (laughs) to like not I I definitely have some sort of OCD and I don't say that like lightly I don't think that's like a personality trait um but it's just true that I get really bad anxiety and I get really overwhelmed when there's a ton of clutter and so for me I feel like it really helps and I think it makes everything look really nice (laughs) and so I feel like that really helps me Um, also I think my last thing I'll say is that every space kind of deserves to be special and so like right now we're redoing our laundry room and I feel like focusing on one project at a time really helps me in thinking like how can I make this laundry room be as cute and as functional as it can be and like taking just a couple of weeks to really go through and be like what's the best way to dispense my laundry detergent what's the best like art for this wall or I don't know it just makes I think especially since we're obviously all spending so much time in our homes right now it it makes me really happy to look around my home and have it be a place that like sparks joy for me 
So yeah. and and everything. I mean, obviously, a lot of things cost money, but a lot of art and DIYs can just be out of stuff that you have in your house. Like I all over my house, I have a bunch of sheet music like in frames that I feel like looks super cute, but I just printed out free PDFs on my printer and that took like one page of printer paper and a little bit of ink and that's it. And like you could even just like washi tape it or whatever. So that's so cute. That's a lot on that. Well, and that's fun too because it's a cool way to display something that's like personal to your life. Like I know next to like you and Kyle's wedding photos, you have my love, my life from Mamma Mia printed out. Mm -hmm. And that's like a cute kind of anecdote to the photo. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, it's personal, but also I feel like a big thing for me is I get really overwhelmed having just like a bunch of pictures with people's faces in it everywhere. Cause I feel like if I, like we talked about doing a gallery wall in our stairwell and I don't know if we're actually going to do it. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, I need like at least six pieces of art or like nature photography or whatever for every face because I feel like I I get personally really overwhelmed when I'm like, oh, there are 20 pictures of me all right next to each other. Like I, I, I like having certain pictures around my home that bring back like really wonderful memories. But I also think when I can have art or have something – that's still special and personal in my space, but isn't just like my face. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. That's so cool. Yeah. I always love like, I, I always love your passion, your passion for like interior design and making your house homey. And it's, it's, it is so important because you, especially mm-hmm. now with how much time we're all spending at home, it's cool yeah. to, to love your living space so much. Totally. Well, and again, I feel like just emphasizing that like, following your personal style like I feel like my personal style is very white and bohemian and whatever but if your personal style is like rainbow chic like that's Go also awesome chic. yeah like paint your like paint a giant rainbow on your wall like that is incredible and amazing and I don't know I think just like personalizing your space is can do a lot for you mentally also, just really quickly, some of my favorite places to shop are I love World Market and Ikea and Target. Urban Outfitters has really great decor. So, yeah. I'm also a big proponent for DIYing because I feel like it makes things a lot more personal. I but, love that. Yeah. Do we want to get into your next hobby? Sure. Okay. Um, so my next hobby is, I guess it counts as a hobby. I'm not sure if it totally counts as a hobby, but I love skincare. And I, I, I think for a long time, I just kind of was like, oh yeah, no, no, I just take care of my skin because I want it to look good. And I think maybe a year and a half, two years ago, I realized like, no, I love skincare. And not just because I want my skin to look good, but because I fully enjoy it. It's an act of self-care. I love, like, it, it feels, my skin feels like a project where I'm like, how can I make it's like a little chemistry project it's like how can I make the balance of everything in my face like perfect and I love trying different serums and different face washes and different products and figuring out what ingredients feel the best on my skin and getting my skincare fridge I always feel like I have to justify it because it is such kind of a ridiculous unnecessary thing but it has been my favorite thing and I just I have so much fun with it I love I love skincare I think it's 
such a fun thing and it's one of those hobbies that like really is just for me like I'm not I'm not doing skincare for like really any other reason than just because I enjoy it and it's 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 a fun thing too to kind of be like the start and the end cap of my day like I start every day with skincare I end every day with skincare that's so awesome well and I feel like a lot of times too you don't wear foundation anymore Mm -hmm. and so I feel like it's cool because it's like it sounds really stupid to be like it's showcasing your work but I feel like (laughs) I feel like you work so hard on getting your skin to look so nice that it's fun just to like let it be able to breathe and that's not to say that if you your skin isn't like what society says is perfect that you should wear foundation I think rock your natural skin if you want to um but I feel like it's cool that you work so hard on your skin and then you like well get to kind of show it off that's a whole nother thing too is like I genetically have very clear skin that's just genetics my older brother he had he struggled with acne through high school all that I never had that I just for whatever reason whatever combobulation of my parents genes fell together to make me left me with relatively clear skin I get zits here and there but I never really struggled with acne and so I think I didn't really care about skincare for most of my like high school middle school time because I was like oh sweet like I don't have that many zits so I'll just wash my face and that'll be it and then I think once I really kind of like understood my skin type and realized that I have really dry skin and I also have skin that's very prone to like discoloration and I have you know deeper eye bags I learned what kind of products I can use to really help me accentuate the parts of my skin that I love and and like Skylar said if you don't have clear skin that by no means means that you can't rock the no makeup look or means that you need to put a bunch of time into skincare I just I love love not wearing makeup when I'm putting all that time into my skin and I actually put on foundation on Monday to film a main channel video and as soon as I put it on I just didn't feel like me anymore because it had been Mm. so long since I had put on foundation and I think I've just kind of decided even if I'm filming a main channel video and I look a little washed out with the lights like I'm not wearing a drop of makeup right now well actually that's a lie I'm wearing uh eyebrow gel but other than that I'm not wearing any like face makeup I think I just want to be the kind of person who doesn't wear makeup. <laughs> I love that for you. Well, and I, th- I think that there are, I think that you should do whatever is most empowering to you. Because I feel like I also, for a long time, I am someone who gets ready every day. Like, and I don't mean, I think there are different ways of getting ready. Like, I typically, I curl my hair and I do my makeup. Like, even in quarantine, like, even before I went into labor, like, I just... I'm someone who, and I don't even know how much of it is like a self-confidence thing as it is like I like the routine and like I feel like it's time that I get to myself where I'm not like actively working on something for someone else. It's kind of like the same as skincare in that way of I feel like it's me time when I like go to the bathroom and just like can curl my hair for a little bit or whatever. Um, But I think that both ways can be really empowering and so I feel like just because you're on camera you shouldn't feel obligated to wear makeup if that's not something that you find joy in Uh, it's interesting because I feel like if I'm making the decision now to like not really wear much makeup I feel like I need to like make a video about it or do like I didn't wear makeup for 30 days and I don't know let me know in the comments if you guys would be interested in seeing that but I feel like 
I like wearing eyebrow gel and I like wearing chapstick. So why not just wear those two things? <laughs> like there's no reason I can't wear a little bit of eyebrow gel, a little bit of chapstick and maybe put on some mascara sometimes. And then totally. if I w- want to wear more makeup, I can. But I don't know. I feel like there is a lot of pressure to like if you're the kind of girl who really likes getting ready and wearing makeup to be like a makeup guru and love all these yeah. different things and use it as like an art form. And like it's okay to just like doing standard makeup and I think I think for me with going with my natural hair and and deciding not to wear makeup as much I do kind of feel this pressure to like make it a statement and be like Mm. I am going all natural and I'm not putting anything in my hair and not putting anything on my face but like it doesn't have to be that extreme I can just be like yeah "Yeah, no I don't really like wearing makeup and I started today I didn't put any product in my hair and I did that a couple days ago just to like see I was like, oh, I actually I actually kind of like this. It's kind of fun. Well, and I think, too, it doesn't have to be such like a polarizing thing of like either I'm all natural and I don't shave and I don't put product on my hair and I don't wear makeup and whatever. Or it does and it doesn't have to be the opposite of like every day I get ready every day. I like kind of do all these like traditional things. I'm putting traditional in quotes. Um, I think that. I think that first of all it would be really cool to see you do a video about it. I think that for you it might not feel like a big deal because I think just kind of in life you've always been someone who like we've talked a bunch of times of I remember in high school we used to do like would you rather and I remember it always stuck with me if we did a would you rather like never be able to do your hair again or never be able to do your makeup and you were like oh I could easily just never wear makeup again but like I I feel like I have to do something with my hair every day and I was like the complete opposite and so I think it it it's super interesting from like the perspective of someone like me who I really find joy in makeup and I I do it every single day to watch someone go through that kind of transformation even though you're already pretty much doing it <laughs> I, I I think I think it could be a really interesting video kind of like your curly girl video and I think it could yeah. really inspire some people to rock their natural skin or their natural eyebrows or whatever it may be but here's a question. If I mm-hmm. did the I didn't wear makeup for a month video, would I would it look weird on camera for main channel videos with all the lights just having no makeup on? Or could I do maybe I should do I didn't I mean, wear foundation for 30 days. I mean who def- who defines what looks weird on camera? That's true. Like I think that's again kind of our societal thing of saying like we're used to seeing women on the television or on our screens that are all dolled up and it I don't don't know if it would look weird I I just realized how stupid it is that I even thought that because I'm literally using the exact same camera equipment to film this podcast that I used to film my main channel videos and I have (laughs) no makeup on and I didn't do my hair and I I don't think I look too washed out I don't know I think you look stunning (laughs) thanks I would love to see that video okay maybe I will I think that could be really inspiring for a lot of people because I think I think a lot of people don't like doing their makeup and I think that they think if they're going to be on camera if they're going to an event if they're going to school or work or whatever it may be that they have to do it and they see it as a chore and I think for a lot of those people it could be really empowering to be like hey look at this big creator that I follow who who isn't doing it like I don't have to wait until 
everything is kind of back to normal because I feel like part of the, the coolness of the video would be going places going to events doing like normal life things but not wearing makeup versus if I'm just like at home every day because I was going to do a video yeah. where I went braless for a week and I ended up deciding to push it back because I was like well it's not as big of like a change if I'm just braless at home because I'm usually yeah. braless at home anyways I mean I think I, I understand pushing the braless for sure because I think that's a lot more of like getting over kind of the in public aspect of it Whereas I think I think going makeupless could be enhanced if you were to wait. But also I think your job being like a content creator who puts out videos for millions of people every week. I think that being barefaced in front of millions of people is kind of the equivalent of going outside. That's like if true. I were to write like an article about me not wearing makeup for a month in quarantine, that would be very different than you filming a video to go out to hundreds of thousands of people. That's if true. If that makes sense. Okay, I'll think about it. But go ahead, do your next hobby. Ooh, my next hobby. Let's see. Okay, so this is my last hobby. Okay. And Good, because I have one more too, so that's perfect. And this is something that I am, I'm not good at it. So like, I am not a professional by any means, but I really find joy in it. Um, It's sewing. And oh. so... I, I've been sewing now for maybe two years or so. Um, I started learning it from my mother-in-law. And obviously, I can't continue that right now because I don't have a sewing machine. And she, like, I, she would, like, set me up with little projects to do for hand sewing and then give them to me. And then I would, like, finish them at home. And so I've been kind of learning from her. And so obviously with quarantine, I can't do that. I'm sure there are lots of wonderful online resources and YouTube channels and stuff that if you want to get into it, you could learn that way. But I found it really special in like a bonding thing to learn from a family member I used to sew with my grandma growing up a ton I sewed like so many different clothes that I would wear and scarves and pillows and I remember sewing little mini sleeping bags for my stuffed animals because it was like an easy thing to hand sew but I think it's such a fun thing to do with especially like an older family member who is kind of an expert in it and can really like teach you it's really special well and I think I was trying to think of things for this podcast and I feel like a lot of like college age students or people are probably at home with their families right now and maybe your mom or dad has a sewing machine or has that skill set and can can, like impart that knowledge upon you and I feel like it's a really cool bonding thing it's also super practical I feel like I I was really into thrifting when I was like a teenager and in early college like pre-dropout um just because I like didn't have that much money and it was like an easy fun way to get quirky clothes and then once I got a little bit older I feel like I kind of stopped thrifting or at least as much because I realized the value in clothes that actually fit my body and that I'll want to wear time and time again uh and recently before the current situation I found myself thrifting a lot more because now I have those basic tailoring skills to where I can say oh like these flowy pants are super cute but they're just too long and I normally wouldn't take them in to get them tailored because that's just too much work for me but if I can just like stay home for free and alter them to like perfectly fit my body I feel like it's a lot more flattering and it's kind of the same idea as natural dye where now I've put work into this item of clothing and so now I like 
appreciate it more. And also I feel like you can take things that like don't necessarily fit you perfectly and make them fit perfectly. And even like for Kyle, like he rips his pants a lot. And so it's like <laughs> really practical just to like have that basic skill set of like being able to like sew a tear or whatever. And so I feel like that's really fun. I, I've been able to like sew a lot of stuff for Milo and in tandem with my mother-in-law. So like a lot of times I'll have an idea. Like I have this like llama rocking horse. I mean, it's not a horse. It's a llama, but it's like rocking same concept. Llama. Yeah. And so I I found it and I loved it. But like the cover just like wasn't necessarily my jam. And so we like went together to the fabric store and picked out a fabric. And it was like a whole fun project that we got to do together. And now it's like perfectly customized to what I like. It cost maybe three bucks for the fabric and it looks so much better it was so fun now we've put like that effort and love into it and I feel like we've been able to do that with a lot of his toys or a lot of stuff in his room and it just makes me happy that's so so fun and then that'll be a fun thing for you and Milo to do together too when he gets older because as I I think there's nothing more fun than being a kid and being like oh my gosh I can make something yeah and a lot of kids craft projects don't really end up with something that they Mm -hmm. use and enjoy I cannot tell you how much joy I got out of sewing pillows for my brothers and like going to the fabric store with my grandma and like picking out a cool Star Wars fabric and making this for my brother or making little ponchos for my stuffed animals and sleeping bags and I loved it so much it was so fun well and I think uh, another thing that both Kyle and I really enjoy is like carpentry and so I feel like that's something where I'm really excited for that too because it's another thing where you're making something like you could make a birdhouse or right I don't know so yeah Kyle and Milo just walked in oh hi guys (laughs) what's your next hobby okay so your last last final most exciting hobby my last hobby is editing uh editing videos which YouTube started as a hobby obviously Mm -hmm. um it's now turned into my job which is very cool and I'm very lucky and I think I think a lot of aspects of YouTube I do look at as a job, you know, writing video outlines and executing brand deals and checking my email and and coordinating editing schedules and all this stuff that I look at as a job. And being on camera is I don't know, I sometimes I think of it as a job. Sometimes I think of it as a hobby. I think it really depends on the video. Mm -hmm. I truly and fully still look at editing 100 percent as a hobby and I don't edit as much anymore which I think has made it even feel more of like a special hobby where I usually pick one video a month one main channel video that I edit and I've recently been editing like two to three vlogs a week too and I truly look forward to that time of getting to edit and it's been really cool because I've been vlogging so much that my vlog editor can't keep up with it so it would either be that I'm getting this big backlog of vlogs or I'm just not vlogging as much but because I love editing so much it's been cool where I'm like oh cool I'm making more vlogs so people are you know having more content to watch but I also am getting to edit more which is something I really enjoy so I I just love the process of taking this footage that isn't necessarily a cohesive storyline or it's just it is what it is there's not really that much 
kind of I, I guess there's so much creatively that you can do with this footage and it's really all up to you and everyone sees this final project of this and even when, when it's something simple like a vlog I just have so much fun with it and editing montages are my favorite they're so fun I feel like that's so awesome it's so cool when you can find a job that like you truly find joy in and I think it's I mean I don't know maybe a lot of people out there are in jobs where they enjoy every single aspect but I feel like most people I know there are like certain aspects that they really really love and other things that like they don't love as much but like hopefully still like doing and I just feel like it's so cool when when you get to turn your hobby into a job which is what you've done. And that's, it's so interesting because I think the first instinct would be like, well, if you like editing so much, why do you have an editor? But I think when I was editing, when I was editing so much, I didn't get to take joy in it because it was all about just getting the video done. And now that I get to choose how much I edit, A, I choose the videos that I'm like super, super excited about and have a clear vision for. And B, I can put so, I can really sink time into it. Like I remember editing the video where Austin and I rode every ride at Disneyland in a day I was just about to say that (laughs) (laughs) I probably spent 40 hours on that video I probably spent five to six hours alone just animating our little heads going around the map but I had this very clear vision of what I wanted that video to be and I had so much fun with it and I was always the kid who like if we did a video project in school I was the one who edited it And I just love it so much. It's so fun. So if you've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel in this quarantine, highly recommend. I remember when you and I went to one of the first like YouTube workshops we ever went to and it was about building a team. And they asked us to write out a list of every single thing we do to produce a video and then put them in two categories, things we like doing and things we don't like doing. And I remember you and I doing it and you being like, wait, editing is on your like must keep doing list I was like yes I love editing and that's why it took me so long to decide to hire an editor because I loved it so much but it's been so freeing to be able to like truly take joy in editing again yeah no absolutely well and also I think even if you aren't at the stage where you want to like be producing YouTube videos I know even just like editing videos for our weekly family video competition that we talked about a week or two ago has been so much fun for me like just Mm -hmm. the the creative aspect of I don't know like slicing it all together so even if it's something that you just share like with your immediate friends and family or maybe you don't even share it maybe you just like let it be your special thing and you edit together like a song that you really love with like photos that are important to you or whatever I think that it can be a really cool way to just like pay extra attention to something I used to edit montages of every trip every vacation Mm -hmm. do you remember I did that for like our first trip to Mexico with the boys before Mm -hmm. well I guess no I was already you did a video for that one I think yeah but before all of that, I used to just always edit little videos and mm-hmm. I I love having those to look back on. It's really, really fun. I had one more thing to say about editing and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> what was it? Oh, well, it's fine. I'll put it in the comments if I remember it. But that's so awesome. <gasps> I'm excited. So you have a list of your Instagram followers hobbies, right? I do and my phone's dead. So let me go grab my iPad. I will be right back. 
Okay, so actually, I just plugged my phone and we waited for it to turn on. Um, so I have a couple of recommendations from you guys on Instagram of what hobbies you enjoy. Also, I remembered the thing I was going to say about editing, and that was that to this day, I still enjoy so much editing videos for me personally and for my family and friends that I never, no one else is ever going to see and I don't post. Like I edited... Uh, I edited a birth video of Harlan for Kenzie that like of course no one's gonna see it has like a lot of personal footage but like I really loved that she trusted me with that and I got to use all of my editing skills on that I'm gonna edit my brother's wedding video and I I just love it I think it's so fun I edited Kenzie's wedding video if you want me to edit like a video of Milo's first year send me the footage as you get it and I will have so much fun with it oh I totally will do that I mean I probably would have a lot of footage I don't know if it's too much. The more footage, the better. Aw, that would be so fun. I know. I've never had you edit anything for me because I always think of it as like a job for you. No, I love it. That's good to know. It's your friend too. It is. (laughs) Especially things like, you know, births and weddings that are like so incredibly personal. I just love being able to like cut something like that for a friend and like know that that's something they're going to look back on. and, And I really enjoy looking through all the footage too, so. Totally. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I so, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was go. just going to say, I didn't film my birth at all. And I I don't think there's any situation in which I would have, just considering how like kind of traumatic and crazy it was. But I do, I think going into it, I was like, oh no, I don't want any of that footage. But I think if I had had like a regular birth, like I think if if we're able to have a second child, I think I might want to film it. Just because I like I never got to see what happens and I'm very curious. I think even just like I I was talking to Kenzie about this. um, This was like a year ago after I edited her video and I had just happened to have my camera rolling as I like got out of my Uber and walked into the hospital and she said that clip of B-roll is like one of her favorite things because she otherwise she never would have seen me and like my reaction walking into the hospital and I think it's those little like those little things that your brain doesn't remember like you have you're gonna have pictures of Milo as soon as he was born but you might Mm -hmm. not remember what the bed looked like and what the walls looked like and what Kyle was Kyle clean shaven or did he have a beard that day like those might be the little details that you don't remember that video picks up totally well and that's what I've been I I actually my new year's resolution this year was to take more photos just of like the everyday and when I've been printing photos every month I've been making sure to print those photos too because I think like nowadays if I want to reminisce about like 2013 I'll go on my Facebook and look through the photos that I posted but that's not like actually what was happening in 2013 or whenever that was like even for Milo's birth I don't think I I posted one picture of him in the NICU but you couldn't see any of his breathing tubes or anything like it was very much like a glamorized shot of what was happening because what was happening was like kind of painful for me in that moment and but I like I so value the picture of me like looking like a hot mess like sobbing hysterically like not out of joy like out of sadness and out of fear like holding Milo's little hand for the first time because that's like the first time I ever saw him you know and I think because I'm not going to like post those anywhere or they aren't easy to access in my phone having those printed out is like a really great way for me to look back and remember like 
I did that. And like, that's what that memory really was. It wasn't like his announcement birth picture that was taken a week later at our home. Like, that's not what happened. Yeah. And so I think video can serve in a very similar way. I take a ton of home video and it's it's always a weird thing because I'm a vlogger so people would say why would you take home video if you also are vlogging but I -hmm. I do think it's a very different experience versus what you post and what you share versus what is real life like I I have an entire library of home videos and at the beginning of every home video you hear me say this is a home video this isn't a vlog and everyone acts different like when yeah. I, I vlogged when I was in Mexico on my family vacation, but I also have like over an hour of video footage of just like my cousins jumping up and down on these like little water sport things and my grandma like leading water aerobics in the pool. Mm. And I love having, I love having home video and yeah. photos like that. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's so incredible. I, I know like for my family, my stepdad was really into home video from like when my little sister was like maybe a year or two to when she was like maybe seven or six. And yeah. so we go through and watch those home videos probably like once a month, if not more. And my little brother wasn't born yet. Like I was a teenager who didn't want to be in the videos at all. And I always think like I wish that we had videos of like my childhood and my brother's because we just kind of have like that gap and my brother was in the time where like everyone started taking a lot more pictures because it was like oh just like take a picture on your cell phone but we don't have those pictures printed out or like haven't really done anything with them so we can't be like oh let's watch the home videos and then pull out the picture box and so I feel like I'm making an active attempt like even right before I got on this call I was singing to Milo and he was like squealing and so happy and so (laughs) even though I don't really love my voice. I like put my phone on the on the couch and it wasn't like a flattering angle and my voice didn't sound great, but I just like recorded it. And I was like, you know what? In the future, I won't care that my voice doesn't sound perfect. Or I won't care that like so glad you have that. Yeah. And so I think I think it's an awesome thing to to find ways to document like your real life. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. Do you still use the old vlog camera to film home video? Not really. I should. I just haven't even like really thought about it. But I, I find definitely that should. it's so much easier to remember to film mm-hmm. when it's not my phone. And I think yeah. the reason we have so many home videos from like when it was way harder to take home videos because we had the video camera. And mm-hmm. that was like, oh, we're going to the soccer game. Gotta bring the video camera. And so totally. you would be like oh, I charged this and brought this and so I have to film. So, Oh, I, I should totally do that. I, I think it, it, make, it reminds you to film. Yeah. And no, it's horizontal an awesome versus vertical, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read some of the responses from Instagram on what everyone is, uh, what everyone's favorite hobbies are. So, A lot of people said writing and journaling, which I thought was really cool because I used to journal a lot. A lot of people said baking, dance classes, cooking, reading, sleeping, doing makeup. Um, I I saw a lot of people say that they can't stop making bread, which I think that's become (laughs) like the stereotypical quarantine hobby is making bread. Mm -hmm. Have you made, I'm sure you've made bread, right? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I've made a lot of bread. But I think like early on in my baking journey, bread was like one of the hardest things because you have to use yeast and you have to proof it. But now I feel like I've kind of got bread down pat and so that's why I'm venturing into sourdough Sourdough. my father-in-law is really into making his own sourdough and he you should text Jim because he makes some Lisa was sending me messages about it she was like she was like you need to poke holes in your lid and you need to do this that and the other it was very sweet Jim Jim makes some good sourdough um that's so awesome a lot of people sewing, working out, illustrating, painting, arts and crafts in general I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Embroidery, making friendship bracelets, making YouTube videos, archery. That's interesting. That's super, super cool. I wish mm-hmm. I could do archery. I uh, Did you know I used to be into archery? No, I didn't know you used to be into <laughs> archery. We, we were at my parents' house before all this happened and I – my stepdad was like going through we were doing something in the garage i don't remember oh it was stupid we were trying to make a tiktok and <laughs> kyle actually kyle has the tiktok um but they were like recreating the dukes of hazard theme or something it was some sort of theme where there's like an arrow that shoots into a tire it was kyle and my stepdad and they like pulled out my old bow and arrow and i was like oh i forgot that Aww. aspect of myself but archery is very fun i had no idea you did archery that's i just did it into like bays of bays of hail bales 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 of hay hay. bales of hay (laughs) um i obviously like i wouldn't go out and like go hunting with archery but hey yeah this is a super fun hobby that again is something where you need specific supplies like you need a bow and arrow but but if you've got it in your garage like skylar's Mm -hmm. stepdad does yeah go for it it uh word searches photography um gardening let's see knitting dancing i think those are the main ones that i'm seeing i'll scroll through a little bit more oh growing plants snuggling Mm -hmm. my dogs that's a good Mm -hmm. one uh oh playing an instrument i'm surprised this is the first time i saw playing an instrument um singing i guess that's kind of an instrument uh someone said bleaching my hair Skylar does not approve (laughs) I mean you do you but have you singing speaking of singing have you been listening or watching listen to your heart no but it's on my like I like favorited it on Hulu so it keeps popping up I know I need to maybe that'll be a a this weekend thing I really want you to watch it because I feel like no one's really watching it and so I have no one to talk to about it except i pinky promise i will watch it this weekend and then we can talk about it (laughs) i'm excited uh yoga puzzles a lot of people doing puzzles Mm -hmm. right now um i think yeah those are the main ones i see a lot of like sarcastic ones that i think are really funny like a lot of people saying like crying eating sleeping oh i thought you were gonna say like having sex or something <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> hobby and you imagine you're like my hot take today <laughs> and at the end it's like scrapbooking at the end you have like a, a product to show for it <laughs> right Skylar <laughs> oh god oh my, my hair got so crazy I I got so flustered wow well 
We're unfiltered here on this podcast. <laughs> yes, Just... we are. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know down in the comments what your hobbies are and uh, what you've been using to keep yourself busy and sane during this difficult time. I Are you looking for any new hobbies or are you just looking to delve deeper into your current hobbies? Um, There are a couple things that I've wanted to get into for a while or like I had started and then never fully got into. Like I really want to get into cross stitch, like cross stitch embroidery. I feel like that could be really fun or I was in, I was, I say into knitting loosely because I feel like I, I would like get started on a project and then I would give up because it was taking too long. I remember but, when you were into knitting. You and Kyle both were, right? Yeah, we were like the, we were like old grandparents. We would watch the Great <laughs> British Bake Show or Bake Off and we would just like sit and knit in bed and it was very fun. And so I'd like to get back into that. I don't know. I feel like I always have like a long list of things. Yeah. I feel like I'm really excited for all the like mommy and me things that I can do once everything opens back up. Yeah. Like I was looking at putting Milo in swim lessons or there's a music program that he can start at three months. And mm-hmm. once he gets to be, I think it's like two years old or something, you can do mommy and me ukulele lessons, oh which God, I feel like would be so fun that. to like learn the ukulele as an adult. Um, Especially because I think I think the ukulele is like one of the easier instruments to learn. So it yeah. could be a fun thing for you guys to do together and then get to have like family jam sessions. Totally. Kyle is... That. Kyle has started trying to learn the guitar, but I think it's a hard thing because we don't want to be those neighbors. <laughs> like, especially with everyone home right now and us living in condos, I think the idea of like one of our neighbors playing the guitar incessantly trying to learn it sounds like a bit much. And so I think he's trying to do it in like small little doses. Do you remember? It's an acoustic I... guitar, at least. It's not like an electric, he's not like shredding in our kitchen right do you remember there was like three consecutive summers where each summer my brother picked up a different instrument my older brother and like first it was piano which like he's was enjoyable to listen to go ahead he's still into the harmonica no so that's what i was getting to that was the worst sorry so he's still into the guitar so it was piano which was nice because piano is nice to listen to and you know it was a keyboard so he could turn it down then it was harmonica, which was awful. If you have never heard someone trying to learn to play the harmonica, because when someone can play the harmonica, it's really freaking cool and it sounds awesome. But when someone's learning how to play the harmonica, it is awful. And then the next summer, Says it was guitar. the woman who plays the kazoo. And, and the plastic accordion. But here's the thing. I'm not trying to learn to play those instruments, so I just break them out for a little bit to be annoying. Imagine if I was really trying to learn to play the accordion, and it was just all day. Like, just all day. all day. It would be a lot. I mean, I feel like maybe next April Fool's Day, you should do that, like, as a prank on Steven. Oh, be that like, would be so funny. Be like... Hey, honey, like I, I've just decided that I really, really want to play the accordion, but I want to make sure that I really am passionate about it before I make the big investment and buy a real accordion. So I'm just, I'm going to start practicing on this plastic one and just play it all day. Oh my God. You know what else I should tell him? I should tell him that I found an article that said it's easier to learn how to play the accordion if you learn the kazoo at the same time and just all day on April Fool's Day, just kazoo, accordion, all day. Oh, pure evil thank per, you for the idea genius. 
I love You're it. welcome anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.